Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of Extra Sugar. Selena, what happens when you mix tiny clothes, tiny sandwiches, and a big old cake? A, a baby? <laughs> a baby shower. A big baby shower. You told me no, <laughs> no questions. <laughs> Sorry. You get one big baby shower, just like sweet Charlene had in this week's episode. So in honor of her special day, uh, I wanted to explore this special tradition. So my goal with this segment is to cover a brief history of baby showers, discuss general etiquette around baby showers here in the U.S., and then touch on baby shower traditions in other cultures. Uh, As I said in our main episode this week, I'm calling this segment An Hour to Endow Her and Devour. Let's hook it up with a baby shower. It was really challenging for me to write. I wasn't crazy about endow her. It was too much like endowment. Mm-hmm. Like he's well endowed. Um, so <laughs> I got you. I got you with me. Uh, and then the other thing I'll say is that I was I wanted to do like sort of a southern angle, and I think maybe I talk about that a little bit through here. But it's not. There's not a lot out there to be had about what like makes a southern baby shower unique versus a a regular a regular old shower. So cheese straws, cheese straws. <laughs> uh, so and then I have a couple editorial notes. So editorial note number one is for just anyone for whom celebrating babies and parents to be really isn't on like the spectrum of things you can emotionally handle right now. Um, just come back another time. I don't want this segment to be triggering. It's really meant to be like light and silly, but I know that that can trigger some negative feelings or for people. Or for anyone who's ever had to eat chocolate out of the bottom of a diaper and if that triggers you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then also generally speaking, in my experience and by the letter of tradition here in the U.S., a baby shower is a pretty gendered experience. Uh, It's usually really mom centric and it's usually a girls only affair. So this segment is largely written that way. However, I think we both understand that childbirth, adding life to family, however you do that, increasingly looks different um, than just a woman delivering a baby and that baby showers in the traditional way may not apply to everyone. So again, the segment isn't intended to other anyone or make anyone feel left out. And if it does, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Um, so if it makes you feel that way, just bow out. Come back another time. Um, I don't want you to feel bad. So if, if you're still here, <laughs> if I didn't scare you away. But if you're one of the three men that listen to this show, <laughs> right? maybe you could stick around, okay? <laughs> so a brief history. I don't want to over-explain something that may be obvious to a lot of people, but I also don't want to assume everyone is familiar with the baby shower tradition. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, in modern times, a baby shower is a way to honor a person having a baby. In the U.S., the modern baby shower emerged in the 1930s. It's usually a party held before a birth wherein the parents, again, usually the mother, is, quote, showered with gifts for the new baby. There are good snacks. There are fun games. uh, And there's generally some level of, like, expertise sharing among experienced mothers with the mother-to-be, whether it's like, what's your one word of wisdom or what do you wish you had known or something like that. All those sorts of things. But honoring new life isn't in any way a modern tradition. Uh, I found an article on the Baby Doppler blog, which I'll link to in the show notes, that said a baby shower is believed to be related to the ancient Egyptian and Greek civilizations. It wasn't centered around gift giving or receiving. Rather, soon after births, moms were quarantined because birthing was considered to be unclean and required post-delivery purification rituals. Beautiful. (laughs) That sounds spot on. I call that my little sits bath and my little cleaning bottle uh, post-delivery. 
After ancient times, it seems like the first iteration of what's kind of like a modern-day baby shower occurred during the Renaissance period. During this time, the mom-to-be was showered with good clothes and good food during pregnancy. Turkey legs. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> the Victorian... Dragon jewelry. <laughs> The Victorian age seems to have given us the closest approximation to the current baby shower. Pregnant women typically weren't seen in public, but they were lavished privately by their friends and families at in-home tea parties. What, Selena? Hornell. Go on. What? We'll we'll honor you. Just just be quiet. (laughs) Stay home. I'm just glad they let us in the workplace. (laughs) I'm just glad they let us go to the grocery store. I know. So in colonial times in the U.S., pre-baby rituals revolved more around the mother and community than around gift giving related to raising the baby. So a lot of baby shower gifts now are like um, layettes, which you taught us about, or in episode one this season, or, um, you know, like this is the time someone would give you a really nice stroller or whatever. So during colonial times, it was more about building a community. So during this time, women held what were called birthing parties in the home of the pregnant woman. Um, During these parties, friends ate what were called groaning cakes and drank groaning beer. Um, Supposed to make you go into labor? So it was, okay, so... What I had written initially was that it was in sympathy with the mother-to-be's labor pains, and then they celebrated with a second feast after a healthy birth. Then I got started getting in my own head about that, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't understand. Like, how is eating cake in sympathy with a mother's labor pains? I don't understand. So I actually kind of wonder if that first article either wasn't written super well or if it's just not clear what these cakes were for. Because researching it a little bit more... um, I'm still unclear, but I found a couple other options. So um, a couple things I read seemed to indicate it was something the mother to be baked while in labor because the smells were comforting and it was an easy recipe to bake. So she didn't have to worry about measuring closely and whatever. It was just something she could do and keep her mind Oh my God, I'm so glad I wasn't alive then. (laughs) Oh, you're in labor pains? Here, make a cake. No, I think it's still a thing. Um, Really? And yeah, actually, where I found found that was a blog post by someone somewhere who was talking about how this is what she did during labor. Hey man, if it makes you feel better, I'm all for it. I'm just, it's, you don't want it to be a requirement. You see like a husband being like, you know what would make you feel so good? If you like (laughs) a lasagna pot pie, (laughs) I would feel so good. Some home biscuits. You would feel better. I'd feel better. Yeah. So other articles seem to indicate community women baked it during labor labor because the smells comforted the mother-to-be and then gave the cake itself to the woman because it was super nourishing post-delivery. And then even other articles seem to indicate like the community members just ate the cake while the mother labored away. Like they would all gather in the house and Maybe eat cake. Maybe they like put Visine in it. And then it gave them tummy aches, and then they could relate. Oh, then they could relate. Yeah, then they poop themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. everyone's pooping themselves. So Selena might have the most realistic answer of groaning all. Groaning cake. Groaning cake and groaning beer. Well, so. whatever Visine was then. <laughs> it's like just poison. <laughs> At any rate, according to a Huffington Post article I found in a book on American family rituals, historian Elizabeth Pleck shared, 
quote, the community of women who gathered for the birth of a child prevalent in colonial times and throughout the 19th century was part of a cradle-to-grave system of emotional support among women. I'm including that quote because, gosh darn it, that's lovely. Where did we go wrong? I got no cradle-to-grave support. Where is it, Selena? Yeah. Hmm. Colonial America. But there's going to be some... Give take there. Sure. So right. You're going to have to get rid of your make, bathroom. And I got to make groaning cake. plumbing. Yeah. You got to watch <laughs> all your friends. Labor. You got to be put away because you'll be dirty after your birth. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like the baby shower as we know it today really came about in the 1930s, according to that Huffington Post article. So they say Emily Post didn't mention baby showers in either of her manners books that were published in the 1920s. Um, so they generally consider the 1937 reference to quote stork showers in her etiquette book of again 1937 to be the origin of the baby shower uh that mention of emily post feels like a good time to transition to etiquette around baby showers uh to me if you think about rites of passage for people um a baby shower is one of those just really big social events um like a bridal shower and so then of course because of that it comes with it a fair amount of etiquette if that's your thing um so first up if you're into that learn a thing um the etiquette around who hosts it i want to talk about a little bit so since the concept is gift giving slash receiving it's generally considered inappropriate for the mother to be's immediate family to host it does Mm -hmm. that surprise you uh yes and no i mean i can see why yeah um but then like i also know that etiquette skipped over quite a bit i think yeah so they're usually hosted by family, friends, or coworkers, or even members of the mom-to-be's extended family, like a sister-in-law. Um, it's also generally considered inappropriate to have a shower for anything other than a woman's first child. Um, so sprinkles or smaller showers have emerged in recent years. That's that cradle-to-grave support. There you go. These focus less on giving gifts to support baby raising and focus more on celebrating the milestone of another child's birth. Cheese straws. Uh I feel like that's a great place to put in a plug for the Shits Creek episode where David is, he gets like strong armed into hosting the baby shower for the mayor's wife uh-huh. and he learns what a sprinkle is. Incidentally, I was in like the realm of putting this episode together and I ran across that scene on TikTok and I just cried all over again. It's so funny. Um, I don't remember that episode. That's why I'm. Oh, it's, I, th- I miss some episodes because. Oh. It was a binge situation. Yeah. He's like really annoyed they can't serve soft cheese and like super irritated they can't serve alcohol. Or sushi. Right. And so uh, his, I forget who his boyfriend, I forget his boyfriend's name, but he's like, but it's it's her party. Like, why are you not planning the party around her? (laughs) It's just very funny. Um, Let's see. So a couple more etiquette points I wanted to mention here. It's considered acceptable to set up a registry for a baby shower, but you're not supposed to list it on the invitation itself. Apparently that's tacky. So you're supposed to include it as an enclosure alongside the invitation or share it by word of mouth. Hmm. Uh, It is appropriate to serve alcohol at a shower, assuming the mom-to-be is okay with it. Mm -hmm. So you you should ask her. And then this one surprised me. Generally speaking, and it's it's kind of niche go with me. Generally speaking, it's kind of frowned upon to use the shower as an opportunity to help moms with thank you notes. So that's to say, have you ever been to a shower, either bridal or baby, where they give you an envelope and they say like, write your address on it? Absolutely. And I've hosted those before. 
Uh, well, apparently it's tacky. Yeah. I, I had no idea. It's also easy. It's so easy. And it makes like, I remember I was fortunate to have um, sh- like Emily Post. We work now. I know. I was fortunate enough to have a sh- like several showers for both my babies. Mm-hmm. And um, with my daughter, one of my showers I had on Friday and then had her Sunday. Literally went home from work, and by Sunday, I was in labor. I was actually in labor Friday while I was at work. I just didn't know because it was my first child. Um, so, I think I went to lunch with you. Uh, you might have. I, yeah, I think we went to Luke's. Oh, well, there <laughs> you go. And I think later on you were like, I have a baby now. I have a baby. Fair enough. Then with, uh, with Landon, actually, um, I was getting my hair done that night when I went into labor. So I just, I, I don't, I'm not good at the labor things. Uh, but for what I was going to say is that baby shower happened and there was no way I was writing thank you notes, like right after she was born. I ended up having to do it because they didn't do this thing for me where they gave them the pre-address. That's what I'm saying. I think that is for, like you do it for, like it's a nice thing to do for the person you're hosting a shower for. So sorry, I disagree with that one. Carry <laughs> on. I said if it's your thing. Uh, and so last but not least, I wanted to cover my thing is getting past the shower period of life. (laughs) That's my biggest thing. I I don't know if I was telling you this, but I feel like I am past it. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. we're probably not going to have too many more like official showers. So some of this is like dusting off some things in my head. Sure. Um, last but not least, I wanted to cover baby shower traditions in other cultures. So in India, a shower is usually held during the seventh month of pregnancy or the third trimester. During the event, guests pray for the good health of mom and baby, as well as for a safe delivery. Guests also present gifts known as good bachrai, which translates to fill the lap. I understand that I butchered that, but I really tried. Um, Translates to fill the lap. The ritual is steeped in tradition, and it sounds like that tradition can vary from region to region. In South Africa, they stick to the stork shower tradition, which is what I mentioned earlier when I talked about Emily Post. Um, They're not too dissimilar from American celebrations, except they are surprise celebrations. I feel like usually in the U.S., you know what you're walking into because you don't want to surprise a seven-month pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they're hosted by a friend of the mom-to-be, and they're pretty similar, like I said, to American baby showers. The cake takes center stage at these events, as I would agree it should. <laughs> I would argue it should at, like, every event. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it's to such a degree, apparently, local bakeries specialize in stork pro- party cakes. Oh. Like, you can definitely go to Publix and get a baby shower cake here, but you don't have, like, a local bakery saying, like, get your baby shower cake. Yeah. Now I'm curious what these cakes are made of. And, you know, I probably should have gotten you some pictures. Oh, I thought you were going to say some cake. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, There are also full-time stork party planners in uh, South Africa. I think, again, there are party planners who will plan a baby shower in the U.S. Not strictly dedicated. This sounds like they are strictly dedicated. Um, So in the Dominican, they have an evening fiesta to celebrate the upcoming arrival of a new baby. Honestly, this sounds like the most fun. Uh, These parties are attended by both men and women. Again, they're typically surprises. There's gift giving, but there's also feasting and game playing. And they literally, it sounds like they party into the night. Yeah. When I was pregnant, I just wanted to go to sleep, but I can respect the tradition. Well, people are probably just partying around the pregnant person who's gone to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, so in China, it's considered bad luck to celebrate before a baby is born. So they have a formal feast during the first or second full moon after the birth. Guests present the new parents with red envelopes containing money because in Chinese culture, red is symbolic of good fortune. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then in France, baby showers are held when the baby turns a year old. 
Oh. This is probably the second most ideal situation for me. Like, I'm not pregnant and also newly postpartum. Um, both men and women are invited, so my husband can also be thanking all of these people for this amazing effort that they've done. I can drink. Yep, that's a good point. Um, and then, you know, and then at these showers, guests bring gifts for both the baby and the mother. Mm-hmm. And so also, that sounds delightful. Because mm-hmm. at a baby shower in the U.S., you don't usually give gifts for the mom. And, like, infants... I'm saying this with no knowledge, except for what I'm <laughs> but, but like most of the time when I talk to parents, they're like, infants are easy. It's the stuff after infants when mm. it really gets hard. They start moving, they start talking, they start wanting. Um, and they're like, so so it does feel nice that you get kind of like a little party when they're starting to turn into maybe a little bit of a monster for a little bit. And I feel like I have a vastly different opinion on that. Um, my infant stage with my daughter, and I tell her this, so I don't feel bad saying this publicly, was awful. It was really terrible. Yeah. Um, I had a really rough, like, first six months with her. And then, of course, as she turned six months, I found out I was pregnant with my second. Well, you know so. what they do and what they say. You can do anything for six months. Anything. <laughs> Is that what they say? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. Anything. Got my eye twitch going on. Uh, but yeah, I think a year old, uh, I remember my daughter at a year old because I remember her birthday party that year. And it is a really fun age to have like other family members engaging with them and have like a party. That sounds like a lot of fun. Do you need me to ask Carolina next time I'm over, like why she gave you such a hard time? We talk about it all the time. She wouldn't be surprised to hear it. <laughs> I imagine. She's been the most wonderful child since then, but man, she was rough. Uh, So no matter where you live in the world, I digress. No matter where you live in the world, there's a fun way to celebrate new life and the journey of the parents-to-be. Today, baby showers are evolving along with the modern family. I've been to co-ed showers. I've been to baby showers at breweries. I've been to traditional all-girl baby showers. Um, The only hard and fast rule with a baby shower is to have fun. That's a good rule. (laughs) Um, so thank you for tuning in this week this has been this week's extra sugar we'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage uh instagram and facebook at sweet tea and tv our email address is sweet tea tv pod tiktok at gmail oh shoot skis shoot ski boot skis you need to remind me of that yes we're on tiktok as well what's our handle at sweet tea tv pod She says with such confidence. We'll have that updated next time. We are also on TikTok now. Um, and our website is www.sweetttv.com. You can visit the website and find other ways to support us. And that's it. That's this week's Extra Sugar.